News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The largest most visited site, Pornhub, does not require age verification. So what are our children seeing? Helen Rumble, feature writer with The Times of London. You've been finding out. You went and, and uh, it was a, a pretty unedifying exercise, but you, you, you did it for research. You, you watched uh, all that's available on, on Pornhub. Tell us what you discovered. Helen? When you say it like that, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now perfectly, thanks. Um, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound like the sort of thing a 50-year-old mother of teenagers should be doing on a sort of Monday morning. <laughs> but I just realised that we talk so much about the effects of pornography, you know, on the relationships of 20-somethings, on the education of teenagers, but actually we don't actually talk a lot about what's actually on there yeah and so i thought right i'm just going to do it i'll just open up my laptop and you know look at what's the most popular on the home page of Pornhub. and there were 32 little videos that you could watch and of them about a third involved you know quite distressing violence towards women. Yeah, we should sort of say, if there are young ears listening at the moment, maybe we should uh, just be, maybe parents just need to be a little bit careful, but just w- without obviously going into too much detail, what what kind of yes. stuff did you discover? Well, um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know how much people can handle over breakfast as well, but um, yeah, it was kind of, you know, the um, we do talk a little bit about how these kind of violent practices are showing up in the kind of dating etiquette of 20-somethings. You know, it's these things like choking, slapping, this kind of thing um, that is very directly now the result of pornography. Um, but there was also, you know, that that was the majority of it, but there were a couple that were you know, seriously grueling, and I would say would, you know, in any other context make you seriously think this was some kind of sexual assault. Uh, it's It must have been deeply disturbing to, to spend that time looking at this and see. I mean, had you expected to see, if I can call it, I don't know if it's the right term, sort of more old-fashioned porn, were you ready for what you what you encountered? Well, exactly. And I think perhaps a lot of parents who grew up in the 70s, 80s, 90s might be thinking that what's there is more along those lines. You know, we think of someone like, you know, probably the most famous porn star at the moment is Stormy Daniels. You know, she's a very confident woman. No one is, you know, degrading her. And that's kind of the old-fashioned view of these, you know, women that were, you know, very, um, you know, successful and making quite a lot of money and in their, you know, you know in the middle of their, of their lives. Um, what I found um, surprising, really, was the youth of the performers. So um, uh, the, one of the most popular categories is teen, which they, on Pornhub, they categorize as 18 plus. Mm. So you, you hope that the girls are 18. But, you know, even so, when you're, when you're looking at what they're going through, you're thinking that if they are 18, I hope they are, but that's still very, very young. You know, it feels like it's very, very young and they're also going through things that are, you know, wouldn't be classed as, as traditional porn. So that's very young to undergo that kind of sort of body punishment. Do you have any doubt that it is already impacting on attitudes towards sex among young people? 
I mean, this is something that researchers have really struggled to definitively prove. And I think part of the reason is you can't do a proper controlled trial where you're like, okay, this group of teenagers, you're going to watch a lot of porn and you, the other group is not. Um, but when you watch it, you cannot help but have an emotional reaction. And that was me just dipping in for one day. Um, but, you you know, I found it profoundly moving and upsetting. And I, I just, it's, it's almost impossible for me to imagine that it doesn't have that kind of effect. Yeah. And I, I also think, I, I, I worry a little bit that the porn gets a free pass because it's so hidden in shame and secrecy. You know, I feel like in any other medium, if this kind of, you know, humiliation of women or casual racist stereotyping, you know, was going on, we'd be more outraged, whereas actually we just kind of like, hide this one away like uh, are, are we too blasé about it in society you know we we giggle and laugh I'm, I'm not putting 50 shades of grey into that into that category but you know there is a kind of a are we too afraid to be seen as prudes now is that part of the problem yes definitely and I think that um, you know there's this idea that porn is a little bit like alcohol. You know, something for adults, but teenagers are going to experiment with it. And that's, you know, it's all kind of, uh, you know, part of growing up in a way. And people, perhaps a lot of people might have memories of their own first exposure to pornography um, and it being relatively gentle. I think what we just haven't accounted for is the change of the last 10 years with smartphones where teenagers basically have unfettered access to this complete infinite amount of these videos and they're they're much darker than anything that adults now are exposed to. You know, I think it's perhaps not like alcohol anymore. I think it's more like something like cocaine. There's really not, you know, not that much chance of an ethical supply for your teenager. So I think that, yeah, I would... I would advise parents to sort of revise their attitude. I, I was going to ask maybe you. Maybe even do what I did. Yeah, I, I, I was going to. I'm not sure if I'd, I'd have the, the stomach to do it. And, and fair play to you for doing it because I think it's a brilliant thing to do. If you're going to write about it, you need to have uh, seen it. What do we as I read your piece and went, you know what? We need to start as parents having conversations. Do we need to? Obviously, parents need to do that. Do schools need to do that? Should we be dealing with this in schools, talking about it? It's so hard, isn't it? And I sympathize with teachers because you, what you don't want to do is start introducing material or ideas to teenagers that they wouldn't already be, you know, uh, reaching by themselves. But I think when I, I spoke to quite a lot of academics and researchers doing this piece, and what they kept on telling me is the thing you need to emphasize with your kids, and I, I would advise certainly with teenagers to talk about it but is that this isn't real like I think genuinely a lot of teenagers go on there curious and wanting to almost give themselves sex education you know like how is this going to be for me in future and I think you have to keep saying this isn't this isn't what is in store for you like this isn't actually a guide to good sex you know Helen, Helen Rumbelow, a feature writer with The Times. Really interesting piece. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to News Talk Breakfast this morning. Let us know your views. 087-1400-106. You can WhatsApp us for free. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.